Hey dudes, this is Michael, one of the co-hosts of Two Dudes in the Nest, the show you're about to listen to. If you are a first-time listener and you've picked one of these older episodes to listen to, maybe because it's one of your favorite games on the NES, I don't blame you. However, I just want to warn you that uh, this is, some of these episodes are three, four, maybe five years old. And this is before we got new audio equipment. This is really before we even knew what we were doing. But we... You know, we want to leave them on the feed as long as we can because we want to have plenty of episodes for people to listen to. I just want to give a fair bit of warning before we get started. If you're an older listener and you're going back to listen to an episode again, uh, you may hear something new because right before the episode starts here, we're going to have an advertisement, which is probably not what you heard the first time through. But now we started doing ads in our shows, so we're going to have an ad here. Anyways, I hope you enjoy. And if you do enjoy, please subscribe to the podcast and listen to as many episodes as you can. It always helps us out. And tell a friend, too. That'd be nice. Enjoy the show. Hi, this is Aaron Hickman from the Retro Obscura Podcast, and you're listening to Two Dudes and an S. Hey, Justin. What's up, man? How much? How's it been? It's been a while. Yeah, I've been pretty good. Well, uh... Yeah, it's like, uh... This is terrible. <laughs> you guys are so out of shape, and you really... I can't believe this. I thought I was coming to a championship yeah, but like, and I've come to a, I've come to a bunch uh, of slackers who say um and they say uh and they swear a lot. No, you know, you yeah. know, like we're talking about uh, like Mike Tyson and like no, he's uh, he's a like quit with the uhs, quit with the swearing. I'm going to go jump on my bike and ride down in front of the Statue of Liberty, and I want mm-hmm. you guys in sweatsuits running behind me. Um, well, you know, terrible. I guess we, we could... We, we'll try harder, John. We'll try harder. Try harder. Well, you needed to join the Nintendo fan club. Hey, Justin. What's up, Mike? Not much. It's been a while. You like how I called you Mike for this show? That's okay for this show. For this show, right. Right. Exactly. exactly. Why is it all right? I don't know. Why is it okay? Because we're doing Mike Tyson's Punch-Out for, finally, for our listeners yeah. who have requested it repetitively. We have a guy in John? Here. Huh? 
Hi. I'm on this podcast mainly because I wrote an article about Punch-Out. I think that's the only reason I've been invited on here. Probably. Probably. It was a good article. So. Oh, thank yeah. you. But uh, Punch-Out, I don't know about you guys, Punch-Out was one of my absolute favorite NES games. And uh, judging by the feedback you guys said you got, it sounds like it was, it sounds like a lot of listeners' favorites as well. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think that's, that's a true statement. So let's just kick into the show, because i got a feeling it's going to go for a long time if we don't keep this moving at a, uh, at a nice clip, because we got lots to say about this. So, Justin, yes. do you have a history for us? I do. Justin's Historical Tidbits and Trivia. So Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! was released in 1987. And what this was, it was a release from the, the Nintendo Entertainment System, but it was kind of a port of both Punch-Out! and Super Punch-Out! the arcade games, uh, mostly the latter versions. And, of course, our good friend Mario made his appearance as the referee. Although somebody pointed out, and we'll talk about this again in feedback, that uh, I never really thought about it, but on the cover... Mario looks a little different. Yeah. Hey, you know, I heard, uh, not to jump in here, but I heard a story, I don't know if it's true or not, that Mario was put in the game as a, like a filler, and on ac- not, not on accident, but as just as kind of a joke and just kind of as somebody to put in there while they finished the game. Mm-hmm. And then it made it all the way through testing, and nobody ever said anything, so Mario ended up in the game. Huh. It, like, it wasn't necessarily intentional. That's that was just something I heard. I don't know if that's true or but, not. And, yeah. and really quickly, if we're talking about Mario as a ref, can we talk about the fact that he his counting is not <laughs> very smooth? We'll it's, get into that. We'll get into okay. that in the gameplay. Okay. Yeah, it's not fair. No, it's yeah. Not fair. Mm-hmm. So uh, this game, Punch Out, was developed by Nintendo R and D three, and the main designers were Jinyo Takeda. And Makoto Wada. Um, one of the some more <laughs> I think you're, Japanese. You're a lot of practice in the Japanese too, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, and uh, well, the uh, probably one of the more famous things what people enjoy about this game the most is the music in the game, especially the training montage music. And those composers, just some more Japanese names for me to butcher here, <laughs> Yukio Kanioka, Akito Natas- Na- Nakatsuka, and my favorite, Kenji Yamamoto. I like Kenji Yamamoto, <laughs> mainly because I could say it. Um, but was, was he the one who did the, the music for some of the other NES games? Yes and no. He didn't do as many NES games as he did Super Nintendo games. He did gotcha. Super Metroid. He did, uh, and then even later on with the Metroid Fusion, Metroid Prime, uh, did a lot of the Metroid games later on. Not any really for the NES. So, um, but you know, one of the most interesting things I think about the history of this game, I think, was the was Mike Tyson was in it. And then he wasn't. And the story behind that was Tyson was uh, in the original release of the game. So first of all, I don't know, have you guys ever heard of the gold version of this game? I have not. 
It's a I've heard so of before a Famicom the, cart. Yeah, it's what this is. Yeah, it's it's a Famicom gold cart. So uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out was uh, before the before it was released was released as a as a gold cartridge in Japan um, without Mike Tyson in it. It had uh, Super Macho Man as the final boxer, and who was also the final boxer of the Super Punch Out arcade game. So they sold it. And uh, or no, it was it was rewarded as a prize for the golf U.S. course Famicom tournament. Um, the interesting thing about this was the Japanese version did not include Mike Tyson. I guess they just didn't think Mike Tyson was famous enough in Japan to sell, so they just sold it as Punch Out over there with Super Macho Man as the final boss. Well, Mike Tyson hadn't won a championship yet. Yeah. He was still kind of an up-and-comer when the game right. came out. Well, when it came out in, the, in North America and sold so well, Japan, they actually had, uh, and it wasn't selling well in Japan, they actually put him in the game later on in Japan. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Without, you know, it was originally released without Mike Tyson. Later put him in in Japan because uh, it was so, selling so well in America. And Mike Tyson became more of a world name. Now, Japan hmm. is... A, yeah, so um, Mike Tyson came, you know, the game was selling pretty well, and in 1990, his uh, uh, contract was up with Nintendo to uh, sign again to do the be the name of the game. Um, the interesting thing that happened also was with Tyson in 1990, do you guys know? What happened to Tyson in 1990? Yes. <laughs> yeah, well, I think Not we the... touched on it a little bit last show. Is this what you're talking about? No, 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 no. Actually, something different. Oh, okay. A little something different. He won the championship. Well, it actually happened in 89. Sorry. No, 1990. It was 90. It was February 11, 1990. Sorry. Okay, so I was right. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he lost yeah. to Buster Douglas. So he lost to Buster Douglas, coincidentally not, in Japan, in Tokyo. It was Tokyo. Yeah. Um, this after Tyson suffered his first loss, Nintendo decided we're going to cut our losses here, no pun intended, and uh, just uh, release the game without him. And ah, that's kind of that's kind of harsh. Yeah. Oh, you lost As one. Well, uh, I can't. Don't want you around anymore. <laughs> to me, to me though, I think maybe that was their excuse for. Not paying him any more money. <laughs> if, you know, it, it, it just maybe my. I don't see them. Because you know, Tyson's reputation kind of went downhill after that. It actually ended up being a good idea for Nintendo to get rid of Mike Tyson, because shortly after that, he was convicted of something that we talked about pretty in the detail in last week, in the last game we talked about, which was Mike Tyson was convicted, or not, or. Uh, charged with rape, and uh, at that point, obviously, it was good that Nintendo didn't re-sign him. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, but after he was taken out, the last he was replaced by a guy named Mr. Dream in the game. Uh, a lot of people probably owned the Mr. Dream version as well because it was one. It was the later version. So. Um, 
As far as reception of this game, it's one of the most loved, obviously, by our listeners, uh, but also one of the most loved games in uh, the NES's history. GameSpot uh, reader poll ranked it at, as the sixth greatest NES game. It was wow. rated the 17th wow. best by Nintendo Power's top 200 games and has continued to just uh, get great reviews. GameSpot rated it an 8 out of 10. I think that's a little I think that's a little low in my opinion. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Really quick, uh, why why do you guys why do you guys think it's so popular? Briefly, I, I have a theory, but I'm curious what you guys think. Why do you think Punch Out was so popular? My theory is is it just it was just a boxing game and it, it made sense. It was kind of one of the early fighting games where you know you you went through serially. Uh, that's just my theory. I don't have a really good theory on that. I don't really have a theory either, but I would say that rhythm games are very popular no matter what mm-hmm. generation you're in, and I think this is just a, a really awesome way to do a rhythm game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, my, my theory is that it's a lot like Batman in that the enemies... Batman? The, the, <laughs> enemy, like the enemies of Batman are always, the, for me, the, the coolest part of Batman. It's not really Batman himself. It's the like the rogues gallery, the bad guys that he's facing. I so, agree with that. So I feel like Mike Tyson's Punch Out had some like the the best villains in the game, the other boxers, and mm-hmm. they were cartoony. You felt like each of them was unique, and like you, it was a lot of a lot of interesting stuff to talk about for each boxer that you faced. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Hey, when we get into the game itself, I plan on going through every single one of them because I think that's yes. worth our time See, to talk well, about every single one of them. They're interesting enough that we could. Yeah, so we will whenever we get there. It's not like Mario where a Goomba and a turtle and a you know, plant thing aren't that interesting. Okay, well, that pretty much wraps it up with history. Mike, uh, you put on Facebook that you own this game, so... Um, mm-hmm. Just gonna let you take it uh, take it over from there. Michael's quest to find the cart. Okay. Well, my quest for the cart includes like four different cartridges, maybe five different cartridges of this game over the years. Oh boy! When I was a kid, when I was a kid, I had Mr. Dream Punch Out, right? Mm-hmm. And I, my parents bought it for me. That just I had that game just in your typical fashion, right? But then also my the neighbor kid who I've talked about before and I just refer to as the neighbor kid, uh, he had the Mike Tyson's version of Punch Out. And like I've said before, at one point we either traded games or he got rid of his Nintendo games and gave them all to me. So there then I got both. I had to caught one copy of each, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So then le- you know later on in life I lost them or something and then bought another one just because I wanted to play it. Like in college when you and I were playing, I think I bought another one. So right. there's like three. And then once I, here, like a year or two ago when I started collecting games again, like hardcore collecting games, I said, you know what, I want a complete in-box copy of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out because I love it so much. And, you know, it's not, it's a pretty popular game, so there's a lot of copies out there. It's not like it was going to cost me an arm and a leg, so I searched out a complete in-box copy 
of Mike Tyson. And I see Mike that you Tyson. have all of your arms and legs, so we know I that still have all of my arms and legs. I think I have mm -hmm. both my ears. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yep, still got both my ears. So, uh, yeah, so I got a complete in box copy. And then, finally, another copy that I got was when I was trying to get a Power Punch 2 to play for our show. Last For our last <laughs> show, I was trying to get a copy of Power Punch 2. And when I ordered the Power Punch 2 from the guy, he sent me a copy of Punch-Out! on accident. Or no. I think it was on accident. I don't know. It may have been on purpose. Yeah, but he, was, he was like, this guy doesn't know what he's getting into. <laughs> Send him Punch-Out! <laughs> Make it easier for him. So I, ended, I basically ended up with about four or five different copies of Punch-Out! over the years. But now I've narrowed it down to I have one complete in-box copy of Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! and I have one Mr. Dream Punch-Out! So that's all I have. Now, so I've quested. I've quested for this card maybe more than any other. Awesome. Well, let's let's so dive let's into the. the I, I have it on my yeah, phone. Let's dive into it. Mhm. Mm John has it on his phone. Is that what you said? Yeah. yeah, I have it on my phone. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, you know anywhere? Oh, I'll, oh, I forgot that I also have it on the 3DS. I bought it from the eShop on the 3DS, so I have that copy too. Yeah, and you. You can play it online too. If anybody does yeah. that, if you're a dirty cheater, hey, just kidding. No I'm idea what you're talking about. There's the thing. The thing about <laughs> online emulators like that. First of all, you know sometimes the controls are a little wonky, but uh, to have access to pretty much, I mean, there's one website that has pretty much every NES game ever. To have Which access to that is pretty nice. We're being recorded live by Google. Do what? Yeah. Which we're not going to yeah. mention the website's name because no, yeah, no, never. Right. Not. I'm just going to refer to it as a place to go. The Google Hounds will come and get us. They will. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, so let's talk about the game. Want to talk about the game? The game discussion. Let's do it. Yep. Hey, let's do. Uh, I prepared a little something that I like okay. to call a quiz. Oh boy! Oh jeez! Uh -huh. Embarrass us. <laughs> All it is is the Punch Out quotations quiz. I'm okay. going to give you a quote from one of the boxers in the game, and you, you guys have to, have to tell me which boxer question. No, this isn't Jeopardy style. This is just uh, okay. give me the name of the boxer who said the quote. All right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Simple enough? Sounds good. Vodka drinking. Okay. Yes. That uh, you got to wait for the you got to wait for the quote. Okay, okay. Before you answer. Okay, the first one is I have purred long enough. Now oh, hear me roar. That's a great tiger. Yep. Uh nope, that was actually Eric Purcell. <laughs> Just kidding. That that's that one's for you, Eric. <laughs> it's one of our listeners. Anyway. <laughs> so okay. yes. Yes, it's Great Tiger. It's Great Tiger. All right, uh, next one is uh, Surrender or I Will Conquer You. Is that Von Kaiser? Uh, yes, it's Von Kaiser. All right. Is that German? Good job, John. Uh, let's see. How about uh, I Can't Drive, so I'm going to walk all over you. <laughs> I know who that is. <sighs> I've answered two in a row. I'll let Justin take a shot at it. Um, 
can't drive no cover you. Oh, is it? I uh, know. He's because it's different in the NES version. No, just say I was it. going. Soda Popinski. Yeah, yeah, it's Soda Popinski. Okay. Yep. Well, he, I guess that's that's still a layover from Vodka Drunkinski. Yeah. Right. Yeah. His name left everything else the same. Yeah, they basically right. didn't change anything but his name. All right. Yeah. Uh, my body is so totally cool. <laughs> hmm. Super Macho Man. Yep, Super Macho Man. Uh-huh. All right. You know, if they uh, had walkout music, I would say Super Macho... I think Super Macho Man walkout music would be pretty self-explanatory, right? Yeah. It would right. be... Uh, Hair of the Dog. Macho, it would no, be Macho Hair, Man by... No, 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 Hair of the Dog by... Uh, uh, whoever did Hair of the Dog. That's what it is. <laughs> by whoever did that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You sure that's not uh, Soda Popinski's song, Hair of the Dog? That's probably true, actually. <laughs> Super <laughs> Macho Man would be uh, Macho Man by the Village right. People. I know, I know, John. I was just trying to make a joke to not go with the obvious. But... Yeah, uh, Thank yeah, you for you crapping on it. Joke. Thank you for crapping on it, John. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. All, right, I'll it out. All, right. All right, here's another one. Make it quick. I want to retire. Oh, this is easy. This is Glass well, Joe. Well, you never beat him, yep. so that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm his one win. That's why well, it's the only one he knows. It's the only one he knows. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. How about uh, people like my hair? Don't mess with my hair. Uh, bald bull. I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it Super Macho Man again? Right? No, it's Don Flamenco. No. Yep. See, I know more than just Glass Joe. I knew Great Tiger, Uh, too. I think you're going to have a nightmare tonight. Oh, no. Yeah, this is easy. Yeah. Sandman. Yeah. Definitely. Not the Sandman. Mr. Sandman. Mr. Sandman. Definitely the coolest box in the game. Here's a question for you. Not, okay. not to interrupt your game, but if you if if one person was going to haunt you at night, one of these characters, which one would be more terrifying? Like if you were going, if you had a ghost that lived in your house, and that ghost was the ghost of one of these characters, which one would be the most terrifying? I'm going to say Doc. Doc Lily's wandering around your house. Because, yeah. yeah, because I think Doc would just be walking around. You know, his wide eyes. He's like, he looks terrified the entire time, and it's just like <laughs> he's, he's probably eating a lot of your food. And then every now and then, I'd be like, "Is that Carl Winslow?" Oh. Yeah, is that Carl Winslow? You know, it's Doc. And then it's like, well, he, he doesn't really bother you, but he keeps telling you to join the Nintendo fan club, <laughs> and you're like, "Look, already, whoa, I already joined it. Leave me alone, please. Stop rubbing my shoulders." Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, join the Nintendo fan club. Ooh. I think. Yeah. Anyway, for me, Mr. Sandman would be terrifying. Bald Bull would be terrifying because yeah, Bald Bull would be. Yeah. And then the, creepy, uh, the creepiest would be Don Flamenco. Yeah. <laughs> you see him prancing around your like your room at night. Or uh, or Glass Joe because I think Glass Joe would not be a terrifying 
ghost, he would just be annoying. You, you, I feel like you'd have to keep talking him up as a ghost. Like, it's okay. You scared me. You did. You scared me. <laughs> no, you really did. It was, I was really scared. Stop. Stop. All right. He's like, no, I didn't. I didn't scare you. Just tell. He would just, he would just raid your liquor cabinet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, go ahead. You want me to continue my quiz now? Yes. yes. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, you should wear a helmet when you fight me. Mm. I'm going to say that it's bald bull, but I don't know if that's right. Mm. It's, not, it's not bald bull. I'll say, is it Iron Mike? It's not oh. Iron Mike. Oh, oh, man. We're going down. It is Piston Honda. Really? Really? That's Piston Honda. It, had, it must have been his second time around. It probably it may have been. I, I didn't differentiate. I, I know he says something about sushi. There's something, you know. Well, there's there's one where he just yells like random Japanese things. It's like, yeah, yeah. Sushi, he says sushi, kamikaze, fujiyami, ninuchi, or something. Yeah. What gets me is Nintendo was a Japanese com company, but this was a really racial, <laughs> yeah. racist character. <laughs> yeah, that one. I'm just I'm just glad they didn't do the same thing with Mr. Sandman. Because that would have been mm -hmm. really awkward. Mm -hmm. Well, they kind of did with Soda Pop Ginsky or Vodka Drunk Ginsky. Well, I mean, they, they did it with the Russian, they did it with the German, they did it with mm -hmm. the French guy. They skipped they, the black guy. So that was, they that did was the black guy. Yeah. So. I say it's not racist just because they spread it around. So it's just, yeah. just a lot of racism equals no racism? I'm pretty sure that's the math there, yeah. <laughs> you cancel it out. You cancel out your racism yeah. by just being completely racist. Oh, okay. That's Nintendo. Okay, game. how about... Uh, I got another one here. I've lost my place, so I may do a repeat. If, uh, hey, they repeated boxers. You can repeat quotes. Okay. Uh, well, how about this one? It says, My barber didn't know when to quit. Do you? Ball, ball, ball. Yeah. Yep. He had, like, he, had, he had like three hairs sticking out of the back of his head. It kind of reminds me of Homer Simpson. Yeah. As far as the hair goes. I, and in the creativity department, Nintendo kind of dropped the ball here, too. He's bald bull so? from Istanbul, Turkey. <laughs> I think like that's perfectly saying. creative. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I, I want to meet. His, I want to meet his barber. Like his barber, like cut his hair, cut his hair, and this, like there's three strands left, and he steps back and is like, well, "Okay, that's good." There's a problem with that barber. That barber's dead. Bobo killed him oh. <laughs> after <laughs> the haircut. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Okay, I got. Uh, let's see, I got three more. Okay, I got three more. You ready? Yep. Mm -hmm. I can't win. Well, I, no, no, it's Mike Tyson because he says I can't win, but something about oh, he says that, right? It's Mike Tyson. No, no, it's not Mike Tyson. This is kind of a trick question. I thought Mike Tyson said something like I can't win, but you is it can't is it Doc Lewis? Is it Doc? Is it Little talking to Little Mac and saying you can't win? Oh, no, it's Little no. Mac. He says I can't. He says I can't win. Yeah, no way. Like, Tyson, if you're getting beat up in the... Oh. Uh, I remember what Tyson, Tyson says. They say I can't, I can't lose. lose. I say you yeah. can't win. Yeah. yeah, that's what it is. Okay. 
I thought you tried okay. to trick us there. I did try to trick you, and I think I did trick you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> okay, two more. I have my weakness, but I won't tell you. Ha ha ha. King Hippo. Mm-hmm. Yep, King Hippo. And lastly, and you may be able to guess this just because of I'm doing it last, but uh, great fighting. You were tough, Mac. I've never seen such finger speed before. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's Mike Tyson. Yep, yeah, that's Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson's all about some finger speed. He got in a little trouble for that finger speed yeah. later. Uh, family friendly. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. Family friendly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, that, that, that's my quiz. I think you guys got all but maybe two, so that's pretty good. All right. I have a uh, I have a manual. You guys interested oh, in a manual? I am interested in a manual. Because the manual okay. sometimes can be really... It's a lot different than the game. Like, uh, the original Legend of Zelda manual, a lot different as described in the manual than the actual gameplay. <laughs> Tell me what you think about this. All right. So here's the manual. Uh, mm-hmm. For those of you watching live, you get to see it. But uh, I'm going to read some from it like I normally do. So for those uh, of you who are just listening, too bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you get to hear my beautiful vocal cords, you know. Look uh, how terrifying Doc Lewis looks. Just look at Doc Lewis. It's like, Doc, <clears throat> you know, it's like to go to John's article. It's like he knows what's going on here. He knows what he's doing. He's putting Little Mac out. It's like... <laughs> it's like when it's like the zookeeper when they put the goat in, or you know, in, in Jurassic Park when they put the goat in with the Tyrannosaurus Rex. It's like you know what's going to happen. It's like <laughs> you're sending a 17 year old to box, you know, a 298 pound guy from Turkey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna read this. It says thank you for selecting the Nintendo Entertainment System Mike Tyson's Punch Out Pack. Object of the game. Little Mac, a 17-year-old fighter from the Bronx in New York. He loves nothing better than a tough challenge. And then it gives a description of Doc Lewis. It says, an ex-heavyweight who was a famous hard hitter in the U.S. around 1954. Mm -hmm. Uh, It all began one day when Little Mac and Doc Lewis met by chance. Doc became Mac's trainer, teaching him everything there is to know about boxing. Doc and Mac's story continues over a seemingly endless path until one day a champion is born. Who's that champion? Mike Tyson? So wait, so what's the object of the game? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really tell you, does it? It just tells you the background of yeah. Mac and Doc. And... Okay. Here's a picture of Tyson. Yeah. Yeah, 31 wait, wins, zero losses. Was there seven KOs. Do they have the rules for the WVBA above that? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's read that. The WVBA rules. A match consists of three rounds, each of which is three minutes long. But a with boxer, their time, it's like 30 seconds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A boxer is knocked out if he does not get up within a count of 10 after being knocked down. Which, as we count. mentioned earlier, it it's depends on what, who gets yeah. knocked down. Yeah, if Mac gets knocked down, Mario's usually like, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10. Oh, you're if, out. If uh, one of the other boxers gets down, it's like, 1, 2, 3, 4, oh, he's about to get up. Hold on. Hang on. 
Okay, nine, you didn't get up. Five, six, seven, eight. Oh, he's about to get up. Oh, he's up. <laughs> you know, it's it's not fair, but nobody ever said lights there. Well, anyways, a technical knockout is scored if a boxer goes down three times in one round. Can I can I just say something real quick? Because this is one of my first exposures to boxing, I thought that was an actual boxing rule. Like I thought, if you I did like an, I did too like an actual boxing. I thought if you knock somebody down three times in a round, that was it. I thought that for a really long time too. I'm not going to tell you how long because it's embarrassing how long. But <laughs> ten seconds ago, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When John just ten, told ten me. seconds ago, <laughs> when John just now told me, <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, right. And then this, I love this last rule here. This is the best one. The referee determines the winner according to match points if time runs out in the third round. And then in quotations, watch out for unfair hometown decisions against Little Mac. Which, uh, I never won a match other than the Tyson match. I didn't win a single match by decision. If it ever went to decision, I always lost. I don't think I ever got to a decision. Yeah. Either either I had been knocked out by then, or I'd knocked the guy out. Yeah, I usually got to a decision. Like I said, I got to a decision on Mike Tyson, and I got to a decision on... Uh, Sandman and like some of the later guys, it's it's sometimes it's and I think the second Don Flamenco I've been to a decision a couple times on. No, I think just because he de- defends all the time. Had to go to the decision with Glass Joe. <laughs> well, yeah. they to like to te- to be technical about it, they like there's different point levels you have to get to to win a decision. And I think it right. like after after a certain point, I don't think you can win by decision. It might be like this. Like the third round, maybe. Well, like after after a certain point, you just you can't win by decision. Hmm. Okay. You can't, well, you can't accumulate good. enough points to <laughs> to win. Is there anything else above that? I thought. Fair enough. All, yeah. No, that's it. That's it. As far as the rules, let's see if there's anything else interesting in the manual. There's some opponents, but they don't give you all of them, so there's no reason to waste your time on that. <laughs> Compliance with FCC rules? Did they give you four? Right. Memo. I love how they give you memos, like a scratch pad. In these, in these passwords. Memo. Place to write down passwords. Oh, yeah. It's for, your, it's for your passwords. Which somebody's wrote one down on this manual. <laughs> how, how do they pick four boxers to put in the manual? They have an audition <laughs> process or something? Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know. It's, uh, sorry, Don Flamenco, we can't understand you, so you're not going in the manual. Mr. Sandman couldn't be bothered. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. All right, Bye, so I, to, discuss the, to discuss the game, the easiest way to discuss it, I think, is just to go through the boxers. Because we're, I want to talk about all the boxers, and I want to talk about the game in general as we talk about it, but I think the easiest way to go about discussing it it's just to go sequentially through the boxers. We can talk about our experience with them, and we can talk about uh, you know just general things about them. Makes sense. So Glass Joe, John, Glass Joe. Definitely. Tell me a little bit about Glass. Introductory fighter, one in ninety nine record. He's uh, from France, which I think is hilarious because he's a little surrender <laughs> monkey. <laughs> Miss Mister Francy Pants. Yeah, I mean he's uh. So who do you, who do you think he beat? I have a theory. Actually, I I think I know. It, 
Well, it's, yeah, if you if you go to the sequel, then they kind of spell it out. If you go to Super Punch Out for SNES, he they say he beat Gabby J. That was his one. Yeah. Time. But but for the purposes of this game, I think he knocked himself out, and it counted <laughs> as a KO. And well, I put up a vid- I put up a video on our Facebook page of Mike Tyson finally playing the game like 25 years later after he gets out of jail, mm-hmm. and uh, he he couldn't beat Glass Joe. So my theory is, future Glass Joe beat Mike Tyson, and then never won again. Huh? But they still count it. Huh? Interesting. I can see that. <laughs> future Glass Joe. He, but uh, basically, Glass Joe, he doesn't defend ever. He Well, he does defend, but he either defends high or defends low. And it's pretty obvious which one he's doing. <laughs> so you can land several punches high or low before he realizes what you're doing. It's like, wait, I'm getting punched in the face. Maybe I should move my guard up here. <laughs> and then you can just punch him in the stomach. Right, right. You know boxers. How, fa- how quickly can What, Justin? You know boxers. They, you know, after a while, they just they don't have a brain cell in their body, so. I can yeah. I can usually TKO Glass Joe in the first round. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. How quickly can you take out Glass Joe? Because uh, I've taken him out. It was probably luck and just a roll of the dice with the game, but I've taken him out within like the first. 20 seconds before, mm-hmm. just because I've knocked him down quickly, and then he didn't get back up for some reason. Yeah, you, so. Usually I try to I just wait for it to load up a couple of special punches mm-hmm. and just knock him down three I times. Just on him. Yeah. yeah. So, Von Kaiser, the German. Von Kaiser. Okay, for, for any of our viewers... Who haven't seen this already? I think Mike, you and Justin have. There's a great, great. They did like a two-minute live-action punch-out, like a movie trailer, and it's hilarious. And it's basically, you know, Little Mac grew up, and he he's a washed-up boxer, um, and then Mr. Sandman's son challenges him to a fight, and so Little Mac has to get back into the game, and his trainer is Von Kaiser, and it's pretty hilarious. <laughs> look it up on YouTube. I'll have to look that up. I haven't actually seen that. Oh, man. It's pretty it's funny. funny. It's funny. It's really funny. So this is it. like years later after Little Mac is, this is like a comeback? Yeah. That's okay. exactly yeah. it. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Uh, I, mean, I meant to say just going back to Glass Joe for a brief second, they have his weight listed at 110 pounds. The only person, yeah, the only person, oh, yeah, somewhat similar to Little Mac. Yeah, what, like, what, what kind of throw? Four? I don't know. They really don't know. I feel like they don't know what they're doing as far as weights go in this game. Yeah, yeah, that's like I'll mention some of the other weights as we go along, but I really feel like. Uh, Somebody didn't know what they were doing as far as points. Because Glass Joe, well, I guess it kind of makes sense. He's really skinny, maybe. He's like six foot tall and 110 pounds. He's just he's basically just emaciated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, you, you go he looks from, like He looks like the guy from, uh, he looks like Christian Bale in that movie. The, the, the Machinist. Machinist. 
<laughs> I mean, they, yeah, they really do cover a range. It's like, it's not a weight class, really. Yeah, it's just... It's, just, it's whoever decided to box that day. So yeah, the WVBA or, or whatever it is, that they, uh, they don't do weight classes. They just do whoever's the best. Yeah, yeah. You know. We should that that there's you a movie idea. Uh, Glass Joe, come back. He was he was a joke in his prime. Now he's gonna get trained up. I know who we, I know who we could cast in that role of Glass Joe. We can cast uh, Owen Wilson. <laughs> oh, looks, looks, looks just like looks look looks like Glass Joe. Who 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 could we cast as the trainer? I say Carl Winslow as Doc. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Reginald L. Johnson. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so Doc comes and trains Glass Joe now. Yeah. Okay, Von Kaiser. It's, I always felt a little bad for Von Kaiser, and as we go through the boxers, I might repeat some things from the article I wrote. Sorry. But, no, uh, but he's like Nobody 40. reads it, so you might as well say Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I figured... But he's he's like what, forty, forty five? Mm-hmm. I think he's forty two. Forty two. Forty two, yeah. And he's still he's still boxing. I mean yeah. it's like, is that what your life has come to? You're still He doesn't manage his money well. He must yeah. not. And he's got he's got something like eighty fights or something like that. That's I don't know, I just feel kinda of guilty for beating him up. Yeah. Yeah. You guys he's pretty cool though. You yeah. guys probably don't watch uh I don't think you guys watch a lot of MMA, UFC. No. There, was a rec- there was a recent fight where this guy named BJ Penn try- tried to make a comeback against uh, Frankie Edgar, who had already beat him twice, and it was just embarrassing. And it was just like, and and Frankie Edgar even after the fight, he was like, I almost kind of feel bad about this. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, I don't know. Anything more emasculating than not only getting your tail whooped, but then the guy actually saying he feels bad that he did it afterwards. That's gotta yeah, be like, it's, <laughs> it's like it's like when you it's like when you beat up on your kid brother or something, mm-hmm. and he's like six and you're like fifteen and you're like, look, I don't really want to beat you up, but you're my but kid you brother. Have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. have to. you have to. But, yeah. Although, although Von Kaiser was a boxing instructor at a military school, which I think is pretty right. impressive. And also, mm-hmm. like, which military school still teaches boxing? Actually, well... German. It's German. Well, actually, yeah. I think the Navy still has golden gloves. Here, yeah. Here's what I, I think about uh, about Von Kaiser, right? I think he's... <clears throat> he says, I was a boxing teacher at the military academy. I feel like he just kind of did both. And because he was teaching, he just let people fight with him. He let them arrange fights for him because he's always in shape. And that's why his rank's so low because he, really he really doesn't care. Was that a laugh or what was it? It was a buzz. It was a laugh. It was a laugh cough. Cough okay. laugh. Uh, cough laugh. Uh, Anyway, so I think he just, you know, he didn't really care, so he didn't really try. He just, you know, was like, oh, yeah, you want to find me? Sure, why not? Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So then the, the champion of the minor circuit, Piston Honda. Which mm-hmm. is a fantastic name. 
That is yeah. a great boxer name. Piston Honda. But it is, but it, at the same time, going back to the racial things. So he's Japanese. Yeah. His name is Honda. <laughs> well, that's, uh, I mean, that's a legit surname, though. Yeah, I think it, it is. Yeah, that's not. Uh, I mean, okay. look at E Honda from Street Fighter. It's a surname in video games. Yeah, it's <laughs> that, a legit that's the way. That's the way you justify that. That's how you justify it. Well, look at uh, look at this other video game. Yeah, there's another guy with yeah. Honda. It just happens well, to be a fighting game. Yeah, but yeah, uh, it's, it is a legit surname. Like the Honda, like the Honda vehicle. That's a name Mr. for Honda. Mr. Honda. Jack Honda. Okay. Jack Honda. He's got a he, Piston Honda's got a good record too, which mm-hmm. kind of throws you off. If he's he's only lost one fight. Mm-hmm. Well, he's he's on his way when up you, when you meet him the first time. Yeah, he's I want to see him again later. You know how boxers inflate their um uh their their record. You know they boxers all, all the time get accused of inflating their record and fighting a bunch of no names so that they mm-hmm. can say they're. 25 and 0 or 25 and 1. I feel like that's probably what Piston Honda did. He just fought Glass Joe like week after week. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that, you know they brought in a homeless guy for him to beat up on, and then that counted as a as a win because yeah. Um, and then I also, feel like uh, go ahead. I feel like Piston Honda. See, I I disagree. I think Piston. I agree with John. I think he's an up and comer. Mm. I think Piston Honda. Is uh, I think he's, I don't know. I, I feel like because you see him later. I feel like he's on his way up. He, he and Mac are both kind of doing the same thing. They're both. Is he kind the of Japanese Mac. version of Little Mac? He may be. I would agree with you, but my the only hole in that theory is, Piston Honda's twenty eight years old. That's kind of you should either be at your peak or you're on your downward decline in boxing world. Uh, he went to college, college, don't have, college first. He went uh, to college first. He boxed in college? <laughs> um, yeah. No, you know, you don't have a lot of Floyd Mayweathers that are like 38 years old, you know, getting up in their uh, late 30s and still fighting and still doing it well. Um, so Hawkins. Well, yeah, that's he's just a freak. I don't understand that guy. But, uh, yeah, 50 years old. <laughs> I'm really looking people out. I'm still I'm really looking forward to his uh, match in November against Kovalov. I think that's gonna be a good match. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see Bernard win that one. I I am always pulling for Bernard because the longer he uh, defeats nature, I think, the then the happier will be as a society as a whole. He's fighting <laughs> Bernard Hopkins, key to the society's happiness. Mm-hmm, exactly. All right, so into the major circuit, since this is a video <laughs> game well, podcast, really, okay. not a boxing podcast, Justin. Okay. Really quickly, <laughs> Piston Honda. Uh, and his little dance was pretty neat. I mean, it's one of, like, if you've ever played around with, like, your brothers or anything, try to hop around and do the piston punch. But if you timed it right, you can land him on his back. Mm-hmm. Yep, you can. I do like yeah. the I do like the timing mm-hmm. of things in this Which game. I always did it before I got the piston punch down. I always threw my punch late because I always felt like I would miss him and throw it too early. 
don't know if you guys had any problems with the timing one with knocking Piston Honda down, but yeah. I also, notice. I like how Piston just constantly looked for the Tokyo cameras. <laughs> All right, which still are we on Don Flamenco now? Yeah. We we can well we can be because that actually leads into what I was talking about just a little bit. The different falling down animations that people had. Yes, they did have different fall, falling down animations. So, to talk so about you like down, the falling animation. Yeah, Piston Honda had a good one. Don Flamenco's was the best because he'd like skid four, five, <laughs> six times across the mat. He'd like veer one way, veer the other way. Then back another way. I like, the, and then... I like the sound effects that go along with this too, because it's almost like tires screeching. You know, it's like, <laughs> and then, it's, and then it, there's like this. They did a very good job with the sound design on this game because it's a very satisfying thud when they hit the bat. <laughs> yeah, the sound, the, the sound effects in this game, just in general, are just are just spot on because everything you do, the punches. Everything is just like you said. It's satisfying. Like you, every time you land a good punch, or when you do the super punch, you get that little charge up noise, and mm-hmm. I mean, just everything's perfect. Yeah. The uh, so Don Flamenco has a good falling down animation. Piston Honda's is pretty good. Um, King Hippo's is awesome, and Bald Bulls is terrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like. Uh, I like Soda Popinski's because he goes flying through the air if you give if you uppercut him. He does. That's and he like covers it. He like covers his face. <laughs> That's uh. I like that one. One, one thing I know when Piston Fl- Flamenco always frustrated me. Flamenco always flush frustrated me because I was more of an aggressive type of boxer in this game. Like I would just try to get as many punches in as possible and always try to hit them when they even when they didn't even when it's not a counter. You know, I try to sneak mm-hmm. a punch in. And Flamenco just blocks all the time. It's so frustrating. Well, that's... uh, He he was frustrating because if you alternated your punches, you could do it until he was knocked down. But it was mm-hmm. just it was kind of boring. You're like, A, B, A, B, A. And then if your thumb slipped or something, yeah. you went with like two A's in a row or two B's in a row, then you'd shake it off and you have to start the whole thing over again. I think my favorite part of Don Flamenco was his sweet-talking nature. He liked Mario's hair. Yeah, and, yeah uh, he does. Know, he says, hey, Mr. Referee Mario, I like your hair. Yeah, and then he also he had a thing for this girl named Carmen. Yeah. He dances he so sweet we, for we, her. And then he had a rose in his mouth. We, yeah. Yes. He was just a smooth talker. That's, that's, a, that's a Spaniard for you. He's That's from right. Madrid, right? Yes. Yes, he's from Madrid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So what about King Hippo? What the, he's the, probably the oddball out of the entire list. He's great. The only thing I they got to say about King Hippo is how the heck did he get ranked number two in the major circuit? He's, he's a, hey, if he lands a punch, that's pretty powerful. Yeah, he's like I guess he's kind of like Butterbean. Yeah. Just, you <laughs> That's know. what I was about to say. He's like Butterbean. He's well, not the most... He, he just hits you really hard. Yeah, he's not. there's no finesse. He's just going to punch you and try to knock you out. And All 18 wins by, by knockout. And if, and if you think about it... What I want to know is... Go for it. Mm-mm, you. 
<laughs> if you think about it, none of the other boxers knew what to prepare for. Because it's like, how, how tall is he? Who knows? How much does he weigh? Who knows? Where's he even from? Who knows? Hey, Hippo Island? Hippo <laughs> Island. They did yeah, say where's that? Yeah, but where's South, that? South Pacific. Somewhere in the South Pacific. So he's a, you know, it's tough to prepare for if you don't know anything about him. What exactly sure. is he the king of, by the way? Hippo Island. King is he of- king of Hippo Island? Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah. yeah. He, he has a crown. Himself. He has to be a king. Yeah. Hippo Island is probably just like a kiddie pool in his backyard <laughs> <laughs> that he goes and sits in with his little crown. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, what I want to know, though, is what happened to his belly button? Something has happened to his belly button. It's something. Maybe it's very sensitive. Maybe he just had appendicitis. Well, here's the thing. He tried to get his belly button pierced, <laughs> and the thing was, he was so large, so fat, that they had to, They just kept using trying to use a bigger needle, bigger needle, bigger needle, and uh, they just made him really sensitive down there. So, That's did it get infected? Probably got infected. Okay. I think it probably got... There was probably some infection there. Yeah. Gross. But I like how he has a Band-Aid over it. <laughs> Just a large <laughs> ace bandage. Yeah. <laughs> See, it's, I want to know how they got him out of the ring. Because he's obviously... Like, he doesn't get up. He and can't he get up. He's so fat he can't get up. Which, I love that in this game. That he's, How they throw a character in there like him that's so unique. Like, even the way you fight him. Like, you have to do a certain... There's a certain way you fight him. And then if you when you finally knock him down, he never gets back up because he's so fat. <laughs> and especially after coming after Don Flamenco is like kind of frustrating. Isn't really that enjoyable of a, a match. And then you fight King Hippo. King Hippo, it's just fun. Yeah. This is Yeah, it's fun. Right. It's, it's one of my favorite matches in the in the game. And then you fight the Great Tiger. Who for the longest time when I was a kid, for the longest time I mean, when I was the younger kid, when I was like in elementary school playing this game, I always got stuck on him for some reason, because I never ever could figure out his little uh, teleporty punch thing. Until I got older, and I realized you just block it, and that's there's no problem. But and his, well, the the is you, have to, you have to reset the block each time he punches you. Right, right, you do. And that's and if you mess up your timing, oh, so frustrating. I, I just think he's the creepiest fighter of all these. Like, I know Don Flamenco is creepy, but come on. The guy's got a dead tiger, like, laid <laughs> over the, the, the turnbuckle yeah. there in the ring. It's like, what is what is up with this guy? And first of all, I don't think in the real world, if you are... If you, if you, do you, if you just bring a dead tiger with you to the ring, I'm fairly certain you're going to be arrested. Yeah. Just, I like, don't think- I don't think it's a dead tiger. I think it's like his robe made out of tiger skin. But with I the head think, left on. I still think this has mm. got to be illegal somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see. And, and he, wears, he wears his turban into the ring. I mean, the, the WBBA uh, yeah. really needs to get standard with its uh, with its rules. We because, need to do, yeah. Because Little Mac wears a tank top. I, I don't know who wears a tank top to box. Great Tiger has amateurs. A yeah, amateurs. Um, <laughs> Super Macho Man has a speedo. I mean, it's, <laughs> Don, Don Flamenco is bringing a rose into the ring. I mean, it's, they need some standardiza- standardization. 
I, yeah, I feel yeah. like, uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> there I, is no, it's, it's I don't really so willy-nilly, too, because it's like, okay, here you got Glass Joe, who's 110 pounds, so that kind of matches up with, with uh, Little Mac, who's 107. Then we're going to put, but we're going to put him up against a guy named Bald Bull, who just happens to be 300 pounds. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there, there's no weight class here. Yeah. No weight class problem. So. Old Bull is probably kind of the face of the game as far as bad guys go. This, he's the one I always think of the most. And it may be because they used him again and again in, in the uh, sequels, but Bald Bull is the guy that I think of when I think of opponents and, and oh, yeah. punch out. He's, he, he's the Joker to Little Max Batman. Yes. And he's pretty scary. He's definitely, definitely terrifying. Um, 298 pounds. Although I, find, although I find him easy now that once you once you get his pattern down, he's actually pretty easy. But it's another one of those timing ones. If you can interrupt his bull charge, although, like I said, you know, I think if he connected with the bull charge in real life, Little Mac would go flying out of the ring land in the spectator seat somewhere and never get up again. Yeah. He does he does kind of like squat down and jump up with 300 pounds of force. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Onto Little Mac. It's uh it's pretty scary. Which which I always want to see that tried in like a real life boxing match. I always wanted to see somebody like squat down and try to throw an uppercut from the floor. Yeah. I don't think it would work. Probably not. But if it actually connected. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would be, be the easiest to just step out of the way from. Well, I think the guy would be confused. Like, if he hadn't seen it before, like, what, what is this guy doing? Like, oh, gee, uh, and then he get hit in the jaw with a gigantic mm. cut. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so after you beat him, you are the major circuit champion. And then you move on to the world circuit, which is probably, for me, is the most fun because that's when it gets challenging. And you've, you you kind of repeat boxers a lot in the world circuit. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they fight in both circuits the whole time or if they just made it up to the world circuit. I don't know how that works, but uh, I have a feeling that maybe they just fight in both circuits. Like, if you're the champion of one circuit, you get to fight in the world circuit. Yeah. I don't know. But uh, you start with Piston Honda again. Mm -hmm. We've talked about Piston Honda, but he's mm -hmm. a little bit more difficult. Yeah. And then you fight Soda Popinski, which is probably one of my favorite boxers in the game. Drunk on soda. <laughs> pop. Drunk on that soda. It's pop. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's green right. bottles. Soda pop. Soda pop. Right. Uh, does he bring that with him into the ring? <laughs> yeah. I don't think so. I, yeah. Okay. He He's the first one. Is he the... First one to laugh at you if you lose, or was that Bald Bull? I think Bald Bull laughs at you. Uh, I don't know, but when they laugh, they sound like Ganon from Zelda. <laughs> and it's, it's like the it's patented really, NES laugh. It's really frustrating if you lose, and then the guy stands there, like he puts his hands on his hips, and he's like ah 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 ah, and just laughs at you the entire time. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty frustrating. But it just makes you want to come back and beat him even more. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. Sonny Popinski was just, you know, not a lot of special stuff, 
You know, no craziness, just a solid boxer. You know. He came flying in from... He had a lot of big angles whenever he would punch. He came flying in from these wide angles. That's true. And he did have... I mean, it just... He did have a pretty what? He did have a pretty deep uppercut, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And he had a... Let's see... He's the one that had the spin around. No, that's no, no, that's super, that's super macho man. Never mind. What was his, uh, what was his special move? He, that's what, he didn't really have one. Reason. He just, he had kind of a deep uppercut, some crosses. I mean, did, he, he had a, a he had a repeated, he, he had a repeated uppercut, right? He did like four or five in a row or something. Maybe. Maybe. Anyways, you fight Bald Bull next <laughs> <laughs> again. <laughs> And then you fight Don Flamenco again, which is even more frustrating because he blocks even more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then finally, you fight another new guy, Mister Sandman. Oh, uh, this. Uh, okay, confession time. I could never be. <laughs> this is as far as I ever got. Never. I could never beat Mister Sandman. Mister Sandman is mm-hmm. pretty tough. He's yeah. tough. For the longest time, he was probably the hardest for me to beat. Mm-hmm. Um. It, it, but simply because the way he telegraphs his punches are kind of random and they're really fast. Like you, you don't have a whole lot of time to react. The trick to beating Mr. Salmon, though, is to not punch not punch his face. You got to punch his stomach because mm-hmm. you get more punches in if you punch his stomach. Go to the body shots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I like Mr. Salmon. I think he's kind of a boring character myself, but. I think he's the coolest character in the game. He has the best nickname for a super punch, which is either the Sandblaster or the Dreamland Express. Yeah, that's pretty sweet. Both of which are awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with that. He talks a big game between rounds. He's going to, you know, say night-night, a little matter. He's, I think he's the coolest character in the game. He's, mm-hmm. he's, he's cool in the in, like... The real world style cool, like I could see him being a real boxer, cool. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But compared to all these other wild and crazy guys in the game, I think he's kind of boring. Uh, John, you just like him because he's from Philadelphia. That's true. Yeah, let's be honest, John. Just be honest with us. That's true. What do you think, Justin? Cool or not cool, Mister Sandman? I like him. I think you know, for all the reasons you stated. Um, you know, I, I think. Also, I think he he would be a terrifying ghost if he lived in your house. <laughs> yes, he definitely now, would be. That would be a scary ghost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you'd be afraid to fall asleep. Because he's the same. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like Freddy Krueger, right? Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. Except he's a boxer. He just, it's, yeah, he just beats the crap out of you. <laughs> he doesn't actually, he doesn't kill you in your dream. He just, he just beats you up all the time. You just wake up with a black eye. You, you're going to work the next day. You look all beat up, or you're just like, you, you got no sleep, and you're just like, what, what is wrong with you? You're going to bars and fighting at night. It's like, no, <laughs> no, Mister Sandman's on my house. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So then okay. the guy right yeah. before the dream fight is Super Macho Man. And I would put him equally difficult with Mr. Sandman. He's 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 
I don't think he's any more difficult, but I don't think he's any less difficult at all. He should be more, right? But once you, he's kind of once you figure him out. For me, once I figured out Super Macho Man, he was easier than Mr. Sandman because Mr. Sandman, the, just the way he does it, telegraphs his punches, I couldn't. I've just never really been able to figure it out. I usually, when I'm trying to beat the game, I usually lose to Mr. Sandman at least once, but then I beat Super Macho mm. Man fairly easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The the biggest the biggest problem with Macho Man is he's he's just too sexy. You need yeah, he works on his tight too much. His really tight tight speedo that mm-hmm. yeah. always threw me off. He he was big sexy before Kevin Nash was big sexy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that that gray mullet. Mm. Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna refer to John's article on that. That that was. His, John had a good take on the great. What was up with the great mullet? Yeah, that. Yeah, he's only twenty-seven years old, according to the game, right? So a hard time believing that. That's an early <laughs> gray. That's an awful early mm-hmm. gray. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I. Uh, it just it throws you off, like the whole gray mullet thing, and then with the mm-hmm. super punch, he spins himself around and falls over. We're almost yeah. yeah. Which that know. one always that one always trips me up too because uh, the problem I have with that is I'm I typically dodge left. It's like my go-to dodge is left dodge. And if you dodge left, you don't dodge that punch. You have to dodge right. So every time I get to that, that fight, I have to be, I have to remind myself to dodge right instead of dodge left. So that always trips me up a little bit. Yeah, and then and then he. Uh... And then he intimidates you by flexing his pecs at you. Which is creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's really, that's really creepy. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's a 17-year-old taking on Super Macho Man. <laughs> Let me flex yeah. my pecs at this 17-year-old. That'll again, scare him. Again, going to John's article, that was pretty good. Uh, he had a pretty good take on that. Just uh, like this creepy old ex- uh, bodybuilder. Now he's gonna start uh, flexing at the 17-year-old. What's going on? <laughs> that'll that'll scare him. Yeah. Something's not right there. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. then, after you beat if you beat Macho Man, you get the Dream Fight, which is either Mr. Dream or Mike Tyson. Which for our, for this game, it's Mike Tyson. Because we may, hey, Justin, I don't know about you, we may talk about this game again. But we just made you just do Mr. Dream's punch out too. Later, later. But so Mike Tyson. Really, really quickly, before we get to Mike Tyson, I feel like Mr. Dream is just a rip off of Mr. Sandman. Yeah. The same no. thing. He's, a, he's, yeah. a, he's he's like a white version of Mike Tyson. Well, I, I mean I mean a rip off in terms of his character. Yeah. You're like Mr. Oh, the Sandman. Name. Yeah, it's like Mr. Sandman's like, you know, put you put you to sleep. You know, kind of the whole like yeah. Sandman thing and the Mr. Dream is kinda of the same. Anyway, Mike Tyson. I think they call him Mr. Dream because it's the dream fight. Right? Anyway, yeah. Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Now, Mike Tyson is ridiculously difficult. <laughs> it's, just not, it's just not It's not. even fair, really. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, the che- only... Did you ever cheat to skip mean, straight to cheat? Tyson? To skip straight to oh, Tyson? Oh, well, I, don't, I, wouldn't call it, I wouldn't call it cheating, but yes, I did. I mean, that's the only way you can train enough to beat him is because that's the one thing that actually is okay. 
with this with the Tyson fight is that you can go straight to him and practice. Otherwise, you'd have to go back up and fight through a bunch of guys. Yeah, that because yeah. the Tyson fight—he's not the champion of the world circuit. He's his own circuit, basically. He's the dream <laughs> fight. He's so his I don't, own I don't, circuit. I don't consider it cheating to go straight to him because he's his own thing. Well, it's kind of like right. professional fo- boxing anyway. Professional boxing, you don't really work your way up through a tournament or anything. You just once you get to that level, you just arrange your own matches. Okay, okay, that's up. fair. Right. And I mean, I did, I did beat the game to get the code to go straight to Tyson. It's not a cheat code. It, they give you the code after you beat Super Macho Man. Mm-hmm. So cool. yeah, this is the days before the internet where you can't find the code unless you got a good friend that can give it to you. So before you get to Tyson, right? There's the world. You win the world circuit, but they show you when they show you the code for the world circuit. Uh, after you beat it, they don't show it to you in a typical manner like they do whenever you are doing the training sequence, the jogging part, you know? Which, stop here for a minute, that is probably the cool, one of the coolest parts of the game, right? After you beat the circuit and you do the training thing and it plays that music, that really cool music, I think that's probably one of the cooler parts of the game. Yeah, it's oh, got yeah. the New York skyline going on in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's solid. You get the pink, the pink jumpsuit. Yes. But anyways, you don't get that when you beat Super Macho Man. You get a newspaper headline saying that Mac is now the champ. But I think it's a joke because when it says and it says this, and then up in the upper left corner uh, of the newspaper it says April first, nineteen eighty-seven. Oh, no! You gotta give little Mac his props. He was the champ. He was the champ. Yeah. But why would they release this news story on April 1st? That just seems wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. play with little Max Hart like the book. I know. Stupid newspaper. Anyways, so <laughs> it, they give you that code, right? And you go straight, you go straight to Tyson. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Tyson's a difficult match. I don't think it's cheating to go straight to Tyson. Like I said, if you beat it and get the code, then it is what it is. Yeah. Okay. I, I couldn't beat him now. I tried. I got to him again, but I don't know if it's just because I'm old and my reflexes aren't there anymore. But uh, I just couldn't beat him. I, I beat him when I was in, I think when I was in high school and I played this game a lot. I beat him. And I could never knock him out. I never could knock him out. I could just survive long enough, basically, to get to a decision. Mm-hmm. And I guess I scored enough points one time to have beaten him. It was weird because I was used to lasting long enough and the decision going to him and I was like ah oh. so when I went to the when it went to the decision I can remember this distinctly because when I beat him it went to the decision and I was like crap I couldn't beat him and then it's like and it goes to Little Mac and I thought mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like <laughs> yes <laughs> so yeah so that's my story of beating Tyson yeah, I don't have a story of beating Tyson there could be Tyson, because I always dodge too late just once, and then he'd drop me. And that yeah, was like I, the don't, his, his uppercut knocks you down instantly. The yeah. other punches don't. They don't knock you down. They don't knock out all of your life. They just knock out most of your life. Yeah. So make sure you dodge the uppercuts, or else you're, you're toast. $10,000 plus medical bills would you let Mike Tyson take a free shot at your jaw. 
now or then? Either. I don't think that he's lost. I mean, I, surely he's. I mean, sure he's lost power when compared to if he was going to try to go back into boxing. But compared to like us, he could probably still break our face. Well, so we're well, saying we're saying. Does he have, a, does he have a glove on? Does he have a glove on, or is it barefisted? We'll, we'll we'll let you have a glove. Oh, if he has a glove, then yeah, I'll do it. Like mm. a forty-ounce glove. <laughs> standard, <laughs> uh, standard, standard heavyweight glove, which I think is like sixteen ounces, something like that. Okay, okay. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, maybe I would. He only gets okay. one shot. One shot. Unblocked, right? I just got to stand there and let him do it. Oh yeah, yeah. Can I flinch? Because I imagine I would probably flinch. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think he. I think it's gonna happen so fast. You're not gonna have the opportunity to do it. Okay. You know. Yeah, I'd do it. All right. Well, it's fair enough. Just well, can I negotiate you... for a little bit higher <laughs> rate? You you could. <laughs> you should. He'd probably just punch me. He'd probably just punch me. Yeah. Well, while we're talking about getting knocked down. Um, did anybody feel like the most pressure after Little Mac got knocked down? You're trying to get him to get back up, and you see him like he starts to get back up, and then he like starts to fall back down. And he starts to get back up, and you're like jamming on the buttons as hard as you can. Yeah, yeah, I did, but eventually I realized that it's kind of rigged, in that you can it, it'll either let you get up or it won't. Mm-hmm. I typically. And I don't know if this is a true fact of the game or not, but whenever I was getting up, I would typically wait until it got to about eight seconds and then get up really fast. Because for some reason, and this may just be something I've thought in my head over the years for ridiculous reasons, and, and there's no scientific reason or there's no basis for me doing this. I didn't read about this or anything. I just have always thought if, this. If, if you say but I thought that if you get up late, you get more life. That's true. That is an actual that thing. That is true? Yes. Okay, see, I always just thought that. I always just thought that in my mind, but that's true. So there's a reason for me to think that. And the select thing between rounds? Mm -hmm. Do you know about that? Yeah, you can press select and it'll recharge your life. Yeah, but it only works once per fight, I think. Hmm. Yeah, I did know about that. Okay, so good. I don't feel like I'm crazy anymore. Waiting until the last minute is 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 a viable... Yeah, but, but sometimes, depending on who well, you're fighting, and, you, know, you may not get back up. Right. Well, I feel like if you hit the button fast enough, at about eight seconds, you're either going to get up or you're not. It, it really doesn't... It's not more difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, to get up... It's just... It's a matter of whether the game lets you. Right. I think. That's what it feels like, anyways. Anyways, we want to cram in some uh, final thoughts about graphics and sound and all that good stuff before we get into our final segments. They were all excellent for an 8-bit game. (laughs) I mean, the sound design especially was fantastic. The sound was really good. And the music is is incredible. Other than the unfortunate sprites where you get uh, Mr. Macho Man with gray hair... uh, and then, uh, ah, crap, what's the other one? The, Soda Popinski with Changes Colors. Yeah, the orange skin. Um, I think it was, you know, I, yeah, I agree, it was good. That's a result of too much soda, I think. Yeah, too much orange brush. But 
I, I mean, I think the character <laughs> design, the the character designs are just amazing, and then the, the graphics. Well, what what blows me away about this game is how well it stands up. Like, what thirty years later? I don't know how, when was when this game come out, Justin. I don't remember what you said. 87? 87. Yeah. So almost thirty years later, and this game holds oh, yeah. up this well. Absolutely. It's just it's. I mean, the graphics still look good. The sound is still perfect. I mean, it's just it just blows me away how and the the gameplay. I mean, it like we said earlier, it's basically just a rhythm game, but people love rhythm games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Retrofitted trophies. I came. I I'll came. Let, up, uh, let's let. Did you come up with some? Well, I came up with some, but I'm going to narrow it down to one for the sake of time because I think only one of them is any good. <laughs> okay, let's just stick with the ones that are good then. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Right. That's a normally good one. Normally we just do them all, but uh, I guess since we're running so long, we should probably just stick with the good ones only. Yeah, we'll, we'll spare you the, the crappy ones. Mm-hmm. All right. John, you want to go first? You got any good ones? You need some time? Well, I need some time. You guys go first. Okay. So right, mine ahead, is... Tell us your mine, one good one. Mine is go back to making cars, and that's beating Piston Honda the second time. You have to beat him the second time. Because I think after so the, the second time, time you beat him. Back. Yeah, he's, he's gets his he gets his rematch. After you beat him the second time, he's gotta go back to making cars. <laughs> okay. Uh well I'm gonna give one of mine then. I don't know. I I feel like I've got more, but I don't wanna Okay, we'll do more I'll, than one. I'll just I'm give just one for now. Okay. Okay. Uh my first one is uh Go get you some Rogaine, you big bum. And that is <laughs> That's a, beat, beat, uh, very long trophy name. Do what? It's a very long, long trophy name. I don't care. I don't care. It's, it's go get you some Rogaine, you big bum. And that is uh, knocking down KO in the bald bull by hitting his hitting his charge attack and knocking him back. Ooh. Oh, that's, that's a good Throwing one. it back in his face, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, John, do you have one? Uh, not any cool ones. <laughs> yeah, if you, okay. If you KO Mr. Salmon, ninety nine. Ninety nine. Okay, I like that. I like that. Uh, all right. I'll just give one more. Uh, Holyfield's revenge, and that is knocking Mike Tyson's ear off. You hit him so hard. <laughs> knocking you off. <laughs> Not that that's possible, but go ahead. But sure. No, basically just KO and if you can KO Tyson, which I don't even know if that's possible. I guess it is, but if you can KO I think Tyson, you can only beat him by decision, right? No, you can TKO him if you can knock him down three times. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can TKO him. All right. But he, yeah, so I guess you could give uh, you could give Little Mac a trophy if he gets up twice in one fight. Give him the Rocky trophy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So KO and Tyson sociopath trophy. <laughs> I feel like also if you KO Tyson, then you to- you're totally going to get the Tom Arnold would be impressed trophy. Oh yeah. Mhm. Yeah. 
Okay, how about a rating? Game rating. I say we do type of punch. Hmm. So, so this game would be an uppercut. Yeah, okay. an uppercut. And what is your reasoning? Reason? What is your reasoning? Uh, because just like Little Mac, you start you start really low, and throw a punch that reaches all the way to the top. Ah, nice. I like it. And so this game is all the way at the top. How? All right. It's at the end of the uppercut. Yeah. Well, I will go. I'm gonna go with Haymaker because I feel like this game came in, it came flying in, and just knocked everybody out. I feel like since this game's hit, it's been in probably you know 90% of everybody's top five NES games. So it came in like a Haymaker. Yeah. I'm gonna go with the jab. Because I think the jab is, whether you like it or not, it's the standard bearer in a fight. You throw more jabs than you do anything else, and you play this game probably more than any other boxing game in the history. This is probably more played than any other boxing game. So it's just it's the standard bearer uh, punch out is. So I'm going to go with the standard bearer punch, just the jab. Okay. All right. That sounds good. Yeah, punching. That's good stuff. Okay, let's quickly go through some uh, listener feedback. <laughs> this episode is so long. Yeah, punch out. Listener feedback. Stuff. Let's go. <laughs> punch out. Great. Done. Oh, man. I feel like we could talk about this. That would be a great way to end the show. Yep. <laughs> punch out. Some great stuff. All right. Goodbye. No, I think we need to end it with Mike's uh, audio feedback. Yeah, yeah that'd be a good song. <laughs> Uh, so yeah alright feedback, so, feedback Justin why don't you you gotta pull it up can you pull it up I'm, I'm working on it ok cause I'm gonna we got a voicemail I think mm. that I would like Uh-oh. to play so I gotta pull it up is it hate mail I don't know I have, I'm gonna hate play it without voicemail? listening Oh boy, that's dangerous. Yeah. So who was, if this who is was the person, who was the person that that kept texting and they were looking for somebody? Uh, I don't remember. This one's actually from Dude Apple, though. So we we know it's going to be quality. All right. Yeah, John. In right, case you, you didn't know. know. Okay. Wait, John. Go ahead. Tell John. I want to. There was, we have this phone number that people can call. Yeah. And uh, somebody kept texting Mike, <laughs> looking for somebody, or kept texting that number. I remember. I wish I could remember what the name was. It was hilarious. <laughs> we read that as actual All feedback. Right. Okay. All right. Hey, dude. Good to hear that you're coming back with Dude Uphol. Happy. Can't wait to hear the next podcast, but I'm going to ask you for a favor. My birthday's coming up, October 7th. The best present I could think of would be a Kid Icarus episode. I'd love to know the history. The game holds a real significant. <laughs> Please, my heart. 
Okay, second. You ate this one. Hmm. You tore yourself, Jeff. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> Anyways, good game. Um, if you could also find out anything about how that game was connected with uh, big silver boxes that would be in stores, like uh, Sears or maybe even a Walmart, that would be the best because that's how I used to play that game. I would run the Sears, or I would run in Sears every time I got there as a kid, and I would go play Kid Icarus. And now that I'm older, I own the cartridge. Anyways, I'm rambling and acting really stupid. Thanks for listening. Glad to hear you're coming back. Never take another break again. Ever. Bye. I'm glad I'm a guest on this podcast. <laughs> Never take a break again. Again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh... No, but uh, he got a little emotional there on us. So I think we're going to have to... Did he say it's his birthday mm-hmm. on October 7th? Yeah. And we're going to have to do... And and after hearing the way he uh, ended that call, I think we have to do Kid Icarus yeah, I'm, I'm for his birthday. Yeah, I'm terrified now, so... I don't worry what's going to happen if you don't do Kid Icarus. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, yeah. okay. So uh, I guess we'll do back. Kid Icarus. Yeah. Yeah. Facebook, mm-hmm. go ahead. Uh, now I feel like we're going to... Thanks for the call. I feel like we're going to get flooded with threats for people <laughs> wanting their game done. But anyway, I digress. All right, so Jeremy Fain, just an hour ago, so maybe he's watching. I don't know. He said, who is the easiest to beat, not including Gat, Glass, Joe, Hippo, or Von Kaiser? And in his, he also had kind of a follow-up question: Who is the hardest boxer for you guys? How long did it take you to beat one of the characters, i.e., Soda Pop or Bald Bull? For me, Don Flamenco is the easiest. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If you just repeat A B A B. Yeah. And then uh, I never, I never beat Mr. Sandman, so there's my answer. I guess he. I'm going to go ahead and say hardest boxer for you guys. Besides Mike Tyson, because Mike Tyson's obviously the hardest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would probably say Mr. Sandman for me is the hardest, besides Tyson. Yeah, I always kind of struggle with Bald Bull, too. Bald Bull is pretty tough for me, so. The second one, I assume? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the second one. Yeah. Okay. Just check it. Just check it. <clears throat> All right. All right, what else? Robert Ferguson said, I remember playing the arcade game and really enjoying it. I'd forgotten about that when I first found the car, which would have been in the mid-90s. I remember seeing the reissue without Mike Tyson in my wife's KB for five or ten bucks, uh, but I didn't get that version. I got the original from Fun- Funko Land. I don't know what Funko Land is, but it sounds awesome. Uh, I love the game, even if it was really more of a rhythm game than a boxing game, and you don't miss the second screen on the arcade machine. Uh, subsequent versions have been really good too, but the NES version is my favorite and is one of the best games I play when I do fire up the NES. One of the games I play when I do fire up the NES. And I hope you all talk about this, which is the Gillette Caval- uh, Caval- Cavalcade of sports. He posted a video. Did you watch the video? I did not. This is actually the first time I've seen it. Um, it's got It's got the... Mike Tyson's Punch-Out music in it, I think. I listened oh. to it. I think it's got the Mike Tyson's Punch-Out music in it, which I wonder... 
I'm guessing that Mike Tyson kind of took it from this Gillette because this Gillette is pretty old, this commercial. Yeah, it's a 1958 commercial. So one of the songs in Punch-Out actually comes from this, and I had, I had no idea. So that's really interesting. I didn't either. Yeah, thank you for that. Is there, is there any I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to share it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if it No, Google won't let us play it, I don't think. But I will share it on our page. And then Jeremy Fain also said, I remember Mike Tyson's Punch-Out being the id game for the NES. You couldn't pre-order then, so my father had to travel around Manhattan to a crazy Eddie's. I got it and remember staying up till 1 a.m. in the morning trying to defeat King Hippo. I never beat Tyson. My cousin was my cousin was about to, then a blackout occurred. Um, he never was able to beat it again. I was never able to dent Iron Mike. Hmm. A, a common story. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, if there's any more. Feedback that was on our actual okay, I just shared, page. All right, I just shared that uh, that video that he gave us. So by the time you listen to this, it'll have been up for a long time. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. All right. Uh, well, I do have one iTunes rating from yeah. New Mutant Two. Says one of the best gaming podcasts ever. This is a five star rating on iTunes. It says, long-time listener, long-time reviewer, these guys know more about the NES than you do, and it's awesome. Wows with every show, and even entertains. Pick a game you like and start listening from there. You won't be disappointed. Yeah. So thank you, New Mutant 82. That was a good, good review. Thank you. Yes. Yes, thank you. John, uh, uh, do you have anything you want to shout out about yourself? I mean, you're not really, you're not a fellow podcaster or anything. You're just our friend. But if you have any things you want to share, like you've got a project or I don't know, you, you want to yeah. say anything, say, hey, my name is John or I don't know. Hey, my name is John. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, well, thank you guys. I just want to give me. you the opportunity yeah. if you, if you do I'll, want to. Uh, I'll give that. a shout out to the two dudes in an S podcast because well, thank thanks, you. For, thanks for having me on and thanks for publishing the one article yeah. I've ever written in my entire life. Uh, yeah, hey, and, uh, cool. feel free to feel feel free to write any more NES style articles uh, for the for the website. Yeah, um, and also yeah. we'll probably have you back on um, unless our readers or our, readers, our listeners riot and say this John guy has got to go. <laughs> that's I can see that. <laughs> I don't happening. think that's going to happen. But anyway, we'll probably have you back on for more games in the future for Super Mario Brothers two. Oh yeah, you got to be there for that one. For those, of you know, for those of you don't know John, John is a big Super Mario Brothers two fan. That's I, I think it's so we'll only have you back on if we'll only have you back on if you write another scathing article about it. Oh okay, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. <laughs> so, All right. So that's my show out. Well, okay. We cool. Thanks, Justin. Shout us out. Yeah, we are the two dudes. You can find us on our website at nesdudes.com. Of course, you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter. We're on just about every social media as well. Instagram, MySpace is apparently still a thing. Um, it just pretty much anything that you, that's out there, you can find us on. So uh, carrier pigeons, smoke signals. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and you can call us 
if you notice, we had a phone call today. Yeah. If you want to call us, that number is 775-7-RETRO-1. There yeah. you go. All righty. All right. Here comes the noises for next week's game. Sorry this one's kind of long, so hope you enjoy. Hope you don't enjoy brevity because this one ain't got it. <laughs> Here comes next week's hasn't had it. Yeah. Okay. Here comes next week's game. See y'all.